to Chaos Severer. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there, all work and no play, makes Artie Vice a doll boy. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it, woo! Told you it was generic. It's not even a good gag after, like, weeks of them apparently not having the chalkboard gag. Anyway. <laughs> a generic opening for a generic co-host. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Alright, so we are watching uh, International Incident, WWE In Your House. It on um, Peacock is season two, episode four. Um, I've tried a couple times. We can get it, the closest I can get is two seconds. So if you can get yourself to two seconds, which is easier on different players than I have, and that's where you want to be, and then you're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. And then you're going to. The World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> for over 50 years. The epitome of sports entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> like they just need to hire him just to do that now. Like, yeah, they missed out. They had him. They had him on the roster. They missed out. Oh my God! I forgot. This is a uh, Jim Cornette trying to kill Jose Lothario. No, no. Again, let's reiterate. Earlier this month, the NWO has been formed, and wrestling has changed forever. Last month, Austin three sixteen started. Yep. But you know what everybody wants to see? Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, look at those graphics. I'm trying to remember. This is my fault. I didn't do the research I probably should have done to remember everything that's going on up to this. Mm -hmm. But... The way this was supposed to go down was, I believe, a tag match. Like, a mixed tag match where, um, basically it was a way for Sean to get his hands on Jim Cornette, you know? Yeah. But what ended up happening is we're just going to get a one-on-one with Jim Cornette and Jose Lothario. Yeah. Yeah. Which, obviously, is going to be better for everybody. Obviously. We're going to start off with... The smoking guns, one daddy ass Billy gun, <laughs> and uh, not in the business anymore, Bart. And I believe back in prison, Sonny. I don't yeah, I believe so. I yeah. don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that happened. And also, everybody, spot the cat is still here, still meowing, still himself. Like I said, oh my god, skip and zip. Sorry. Oh my god. I can't believe, like, I can't believe that that's um, Brother Love's brother. Yeah. Like, I did not know that growing up. Uh, what's the what's the wrestling saying? Like, a lot of guys would take a bullet for Dr. Tom Pritchard, but they would, like, put Bruce in front of a bullet if they could. Oh. Mm. Uh, I feel like the body does have the best possible uh, outcome here as the winners of this match. It's not like smoking guns are smoking hot. Get it? Uh, no. Me either. 
I mean, it's a better tag team title match than, or tag team title story than we got for the other show. That's fair. We had a tag team match, which I think is going to be better, but it wasn't anything to do with the titles. And I don't even think I know who the titles were for WCW at that point. Harlem Heat, maybe? I, don't, I honestly don't remember. This is not the golden era of tag team wrestling. <laughs> nope. Hey, look at that. Harvey Whippleman's a uh, fucking referee. wonder what happened to Bertha Faye. Oh, that's right. They closed down the title so they had no use for any of the wrestlers. Yeah. And Harvey's like, no, I'll still take a paycheck. Thank you very much. I think I've, maybe I've mentioned this before, but Harvey Whippleman, if you'll remember, was the manager of the Giant Gonzalez. Apparently, Giant Gonzalez would spend, like, spent all of his money. Like, he had a huge family, so he just was, like, poor. But yeah. until he died, Harvey Whippleman would still send him money. Hmm. You know, just to help him out. It's like, that's, that's a good dude right there. Yeah. Yeah. Careful, Sonny. He doesn't have it in his yeah, contract and he careful. can't sexually harass you, allegedly. Allegedly. Oh my god. The body donors are firing up. Uh I just, I just don't know why the body donors didn't get over more. Yeah, right. I don't understand. Tony, man, if this was 1988, they still wouldn't have been that great because they're not that big. That's true. Well, they would have been like maybe the Killer B level. Yeah. Like there were tag teams of their level in 1988. That's fair. Well, here comes Big Uncle Bart. Are you excited to see the, the the guns back this week? I forget if it's on Rampage or Dynamite, but they're going to be on one of them this upcoming week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tonight as you're hearing it, or Friday. I'm assuming it's Friday. Uh Jake the Snake was uh, hospitalized. I mean, a lot of shit happened. I'm pretty sure at this point, the Ultimate Warrior's been fired. Yeah. And Jake was hospitalized. Because if you remember, right after the King of the Ring, we left it with Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, and Shawn Michaels set to do like a six-man thing. Mm -hmm. So in that month, we've gotten down to, I believe, Shawn and Bulldog and Jim Cornette and Jose Lothario. Tonight? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all happening tonight. That's not what I said on the thing. Oh, well, it's at Stone Cold versus Mark Marrow. Yeah, no, but I saw, I, unless it was for a different show, but I I saw a six-man between Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, and Sid Vicious. Oh, maybe. Taking on, I think it was like Bulldog, Vader, and Owen Hart. Really? Maybe that's what they did. I, I Oh, you're right. The singles match doesn't happen until SummerSlam. But yeah. Uh, no, it's just, I don't know all of it. It's just, there was a lot of shit that went wrong. Yeah. In this last month. It's one of the reasons that Michael's is cranky. One of the reasons. That and the pills. Yeah. 
Uh, come on, Skip. Ever since you let Barry Harwood beat you, <laughs> your whole career has gone downhill. Oh, look, it's Colton Gunn. Yeah, right? Henry <laughs> uh, Godwin of the Godwin family. Yes. Yes, we're very aware. That was actually a very impressive head scissors for uh, 1996. Yeah, absolutely. I like that selling from Billy. Oh my god, I can't believe you hit me in my... Oh my god, it was a famous art. The famous art. Famous art like three years too early. Yep, basically. That's like the first time he did it. Huh, I should use that as a finisher when I have a more successful gimmick. <laughs> JR. Don't be calling people Jezebels. God damn it, Jerry. Yeah, look at that arm drag, and the crowd goes wild. Turn that W upside down. Bye. I mean, look how into it they seem to be. I mean... I will yeah. say for like a nothing card, the arena seems to be full. Yeah. Which is not something I can say for every AEW show or ROH show. Which upsets me. Because the wrestling deserves a fuller arena. Most this was also in, like, Vancouver, I think. Yeah. That's, so yeah. it's in a place that doesn't get too much wrestling, I don't think, very often. Yeah. That's, it's kind of further out west in Canada and, like, up north. That was sort of the... Oh, deal. no! Oh, no! Oh, God! What happened to the blonde white lady? Um, <laughs> but, no, yeah, that was sort of the deal of In Your House. Was like, there was one that I saw that I believe was in... Bainhamton, which I don't know why that matters to us, but like, if you know that arena, it's very Boom, small. Boom, that. Man, who could have saw that coming? Oh, uh, never, ever, ever trust your ex. Yep. They'll just, they'll just trick you to have two cowboys waylay you. Yep. Tales old as time, my friends. <laughs> Man, they'll go and fuck the world champion while you're just sitting there like a douchebag. Yep. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know how true that one is, but um, it's definitely talked about a lot. I don't know, like... There's nothing technically wrong with this match, but I think I'm all wanting to give the edge to the Nasty Boys and fucking Public Enemy because it just had more shit going on. You know, <laughs> I I can understand that. It's not a better match, but it was like more of a train wreck, so it was more fun to watch, I think. Yeah. And it didn't go on as long. Right. 
goddamn cowboy sons of bitches. I always knew they were heels. Even when their faces, they were heels. I'll give her credit for like playing with the camera. That, Absolutely. That was good character work. Come on, Skip. All you gotta do is reach over there and tag Zip. I believe it's Zip. <laughs> I wonder if Dr. Tom ever, like, said no to any gimmick. No, there's no way. Like, if he said yes to Zip, he said yes to everything. Oh. Oh. Careful, Bart will knock you out. Yeah. And ruin your plans for other things. This is really impressive for 1996. Oh, uh, it would have been. Oh, uh, would have been. Oh. They could have done it. I think they can do it. I just don't know what the fuck happened there. I've, I think I've seen them do it. It was like, really? In 96? It's not like your brother got taller. I don't know what, what the fuck happened there. If you needed to bend down a little bit. Oh, look at the heels. There's, there's so much heel work here. Zip just wanted to help his <laughs> partner. Do you think Zip should have a, a like a clothesline where he sends away into the turnbuckle is finished and you should call it the Miracle Whip? Because Miracle Whip has a tiny zip. No? I no. Don't. I mean, you can call it the Miracle Zip. Yeah, I suppose. I guess it's better. Copyright, whatever. I don't, did, was Miracle, when was Miracle Whip created? Oh, before this. Yeah. I think it was in the like 80s? 80s or 70s, okay. somewhere in there. I grew up with it, and so I know it was around for my whole life. Yeah. Right, so like 89. Right. <laughs> I'm almost positive I've seen, like, weird things from the 70s. I'm sure it was, yeah. With, like, recipes for it. Because yeah. that's what white people did back then. Oh. Now do three more of those, and that'll get you a win on Superstars in 1992. Yeah. God, they're giving us a lot of time. Like, yeah... This is not fucking Mysterio and Psychosis. This should have been this much time. This is in the back like, well, we don't have any of the Mexican midgets. I don't, like, I feel like it's 96, so that's still okay. But no, it's, the way you said that was very upsetting to me. Well, I guess we'll just put the body diamonds versus the smoking guns. That's not even close to the same thing, Vince. What, Skip is small? Yeah. Honestly, Bart Gunn could probably use some bulking up, too. Kind of look a little <laughs> tiny there. 
What a maneuver! Sorry. You know, I take it back. This is Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, just great maneuvers, one after another. Yeah, I don't know if... Um, I think we're just going to go with our regular hour. This is a little bit more than two hours long, so let's go over about an hour, and then we'll break and do our oh, thing. Oh, no. That's why you always wear a cup. Yep. Finally, Zip gets the tag. Come Hot on, tag. Zip. You know, that Zip guy reminds me of one of the heavenly bodies. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't see the resemblance. Not, not the gigolo. No, the other one. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. That guy had long hair. That's not... <laughs> Weird, like, convergence... Uh, I believe it's still a thing that Dr. Tom and uh, King, Glenn Jacobs, have a wrestling school. Yeah. Now. Like, Dr. Tom's been training people since this time, so it's not that's not surprising. But the fact that he's teaming with King is like, really? Those two? All people all put the school together, okay. Oh my god! This is almost as big an upset as when Harry, Barry Horowitz beat Skip. Remember that, Skip? Remember? You the remember. Jobber? You remember. The jobber for a decade that beat you like three times? Remember that, right? You remember. Thank you for bringing it up. No problem. Just like to remind you of your past failures. Well, good thing the titles weren't on the line or the Bidenas would be your new champs. Yep. And because that angle was so hot in front of this crowd that never gets wrestling, I'm sure they'll get a title shot in no time. Oh, Absolutely. Again, not a good match, but if I just had to pick one, I would have picked the Nasty Boys and Pogue Enemy. You mean not a bad match? Yeah, sorry, not a bad match. Just a, not a overly impressive match. No. Is she throwing a tantrum? Absolutely. Oh, all right, that makes sense. Hey, look at that. Some, I think it was JR that said temper tantrum. Fucking Jerry. I I believe this is the time period that um, Mr. Perfect got his million dollar payoff from Lords of London mm. above his back injury. And that's why he's an announcer instead of wrestling, but he'll be wrestling in like a year. I never really looked into it, but apparently it was quite the scam because, like, wrestlers would just get themselves, like, insured and then could easily show through doctors or whatever that they could collect on it and then be like, oh, yeah, no, I can still wrestle. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that insurance companies will not today, I think, insure wrestlers, at least not cheaply. Please stop. Please. 
I mean, look at Owen Hart, ready to go into a match with an obviously broken arm. Yep. Like, barely healed. Barely. The fuck are you doing, Vader? Just being fucking weird. That's true. Please don't kiss me, Vader. <laughs> So yeah, I would assume that the original idea was Jake Roberts and fucking um, Ultimate Warrior versus Camp Gornet, which I guess is a better main event. I, I don't really think it is. But. Nah. Well, what's next? I believe Mankind. Yep. Yep. Mankind made his official debut right after WrestleMania of this year. So, is this the first time we're seeing him? Because he wasn't at the King of the Rain. Maybe. It's been a... If it has... Like, this might be one of his first pay-per-views that we're actually getting um, to see. <laughs> one of his new nicknames is Mr. In Your House. Like on his podcast, Nick called himself Mr. In Your House. <laughs> and his slogan is, No one ever came through more when it mattered less. <laughs> uh. Oh, I like without me. If you're a younger viewer and you don't know Henry Godwin, um, someone's gonna die in this match. Mick Foley versus Henry Godwin. It might not look it, but these two are gonna hurt each other. <laughs> Henry did not believe in pulling punches, so. That checks out. Yeah. I think he's, like, misremembered because of his, like, goofy gimmick, and then it just never went anywhere, basically, after that. He's just a generic southern heel. But I think Mick has said that he's one of the hardest-hitting people he was ever in the ring with, and that includes people like Vader that purposely broke his nose. Yeah. So... Careful, Hillbilly Jim. He will, he will break you. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked? Because I just resaw this. Have we talked about that mask and where it came from? I feel like we have. I feel like we have. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if it was on the show or not. In case I've never brought it up, Mankind's mask is actually was a prototype for when The Undertaker broke his orbital socket. If you remember, they came out with that Phantom Opera like stone mask. The Mankind mask was like at least a conception drawing that they had. And then when they brought in Mick Foley... Vince was going to cover his face because he hated Mick Foley <laughs> and then went back to that mask. So it's kind of a nice connection of The Undertaker and Mankind that you don't even know is a connection. Unlike now where Vince McMahon hate, hates Mick Foley. Never mind. He, I don't know if he hates him at this he, exact he moment. Doesn't. It's hard to hate the guy. He's Santa Claus, basically. Oh, even pure Vince evil. Is almost Satan, so that's true. I was gonna say even Satan has to have a soft spot for Santa at some point. Ooh, 
That just looked like a headbutt to the groin is what that looked like. Yep. Yeah. Nice power slam from Henry O. Godwin. A guy about 300 pounds shouldn't go over the top rope like that. Nope. And yet Mick does it all the time. Yeah, that nasty ear that Vader ripped off in Germany. Does Mick have his hair, like, pushed over in the mask? I believe so. So what I think he did was, to make himself look more deranged, he would pull out his hair, but I think he cut parts of it. Yeah. And But he would do it in the way that he could part his hair that way so you'd see it. And I think when he was in normal life, he could just, you know, okay. comb it over and you wouldn't see that stuff. Because later he wouldn't have those bald spots like that. Right. But this is still really early on when he's full this version of Mankind. Up, oh, trying to get that man in McCloy in. God, Henry's a strong guy. Because this is, Mick is kind of slimmed down at this point. I would say he's at his, like, ideal weight for him, which is still 280. Right. Yep, there's the pair pulling. Oh, just, like, big clumps of it, too. I know. If you ever, like, just because I was a fan, I've tried, like, it's hard to pull out, like, a considerable amount of your hair. Because it doesn't want to leave your scalp. Go figure. <laughs> oh. Uh, one of the ways that he describes that knee is like the big flabby thigh because that's actually what he's hitting them with, but it yeah. looks really good. I don't think the hog farmer's doing too well. Oh no. Oh my. Mick, Mick, it's only the second match of it in your house. Oh wait, you're a mystery in your house. Never mind. Proceed. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be for Godwin. Oh, that's fair. It does seem like something he would uh, end up hitting himself. That is a rare neckbreaker from him. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't like the neckbreaker. I think what he's going to do is hit his cactus elbow off the fucking apron. Maybe. Nope. We'll see. Maybe it'll still happen. Kind of, he, because uh, he couldn't do it every week, so he had, that's why he came up with the Manable Claw, or that's why it became his finish. 
but he still did it occasionally, even as mankind. Like that's on him. Yep. Uh, he overcommitted there. <laughs> Come on, Hillbilly Jim, get in there and help. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was not a clothesline from hell. That was just from Arkansas. Close to hell, though. Close, yeah, close. <laughs> it's in the same zip code. Ow. Oh, boy. Oh, told you. I don't know what that sounded like, but I could hear that sound in my head. Yeah. <laughs> the sound of Mick Foley hitting concrete is a very specific sound that I've heard many times. <laughs> I mean, first you better call the hogs, then you can try and put them away. Stinger Death Drop. That's right. Sting Stoll's finish from Henry Goblin. Oh. I love the Manable Claw. It's such a good finish. One of the things that really annoyed me, uh, pretty much annoys me in every video game version where you have McFoley, is like, if I'm going to use the Mandible Claw as a finish, I want it to end the match. I want it to be passed out. I don't want to have to hit it multiple times. That has to end the match from, or I won't feel good about it. So it just ends up me having to kick the crap out of somebody before I actually go for a finish. Yeah, it's a video game. But I don't want to have to work so hard for my realism. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he just mentioned this on his podcast, that the outro music, it was his idea to have different um, outro music to his intro, and the reason the outro music is so calm and quiet is it's supposed to represent the fact the only thing that can bring him peace is inflicting pain on another person. Hey, look, it's a loose cannon. Man, that is one cannon that is loose. Oh, Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. This might also be the first time we've seen... No, we might have seen him do something. But I can't, I can't be 100% sure, but this might be the first time we've seen him since he uh, did the whole um, I respect you, Booker Man thing and left WCW. If we did see him before, it was literally just something to do with an announce crew. Yeah. Sonny just got asked out by a Canadian. No, we'll not go out with a Canadian. 
That 1-900 number no longer available. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still using the ringmaster music. I'm yeah. not 100% on that. Because we haven't even gone to full black tights yet. But here's the main event per the description of the pay-per-view on Peacock. <laughs> Fuck out of the way, Howard. I wonder how long he wore those trunks because he made those trunks between like last month or like not that long ago and won't be long before it goes full black. Here he comes. Johnny, I mean Mark Marrow. Huh. He good. And the real money, Rena Lesnar. Nah. Don't ask me why I said that. It's just true. I don't know how old he was, but in my head, Brock's like a 14-year-old. Like, I'm going to marry her someday. Right. Oh, yeah. It, like, this is where, yep, right there. It's where Austin got his busted lip. Came back like any heel would. <laughs> Man, I miss the fucking confetti cannons. <laughs> I wonder how many times these guys fought each other in um, WCW. I don't, I mean, probably not that much. Well, it's just there was that, they were definitely on the same level. There was that period where Mark was like the first match of every pay-per-view. Yeah. So they had to have crossed paths at least once. But I think Austin would have been mostly in tag team at that point though, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a brief period where Austin was doing singles, like in 94, and Mark was there. So, like I said, they could have crossed paths then. Maybe, yeah. Actually, um, one thing on the McFoley's podcast that he talks about that's really interesting is that Mark Marrow was kind of the um, inspiration. Uh, it was the thing that motivated, motivation, that was what I was looking for, it was the motivation for Mick Foley and Austin because Mark Merrow, when he came in, came in with a guaranteed money contract for like, I don't know, six figures at least. I forget how much it was, but it was mm -hmm. like, it was six figure guaranteed. Neither Austin nor Mick Foley got guaranteed. They were hired basically the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Neither of them got guaranteed. In fact, Mick was guaranteed $150 a year. Yeah, like guaranteed that much and then like five matches. He ended up making a lot more, obviously. Right. But that was 
he was only guaranteed that much for the first year he was there. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know what Austin's deal was, but similar. It wasn't guaranteed in any way. It was just a matter of how many matches plus, you know, like 150, like a little bit of money. So yeah, both of them used it as motivation to be like, well, fuck that guy because we're both better than that guy. Yeah. And since then, Nick has like apologized. Mark's like, I, I'm, I never really told you, but I'm sorry that I was so like negative feeling towards you back then. But it just shows you how much Vince loved the Johnny B. Bad character. Right. <laughs> up, up, up. I'm impressed Ooh. that they did that. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Austin's already given Mark his receipt. Because I guarantee you, Austin punched him once really good for busting his lip open. I wouldn't doubt it. Unless he did it in the match where he did bust the lip open in the first place. Maybe. Don't touch him. Why would you touch him? Why would him? you touch him? <laughs> I love that they had a fucking, uh, what's the word? Usher. Yeah. I mean, the Divas era is in full swing. We got Marlena, we got Sable, we got Sonny. Yeah. This is good storytelling. Austin um, feigned his mouth being hurt again when Mark did the same roll-up that busted him open at the uh, King of the Rain. But it was all a ruse because he's a heel. Just good heel work. I'll tell you now what I'm going to tell you later on in life. Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Someone's going to be slingshot into the uh, ring post, I think. Yeah, I think so. Johnny B. Marrow. Yeah, if there's only some way he could have stopped his momentum. <laughs> Oh, he's going to go for the Beats of the Bowery? That's what I thought. Oh, that's going to be fun. I just, I don't think Mark Merrow can handle this onslaught. Austin's like some sort of venomous animal. <laughs> 
You know what? I, I agree. Here's Hear me out. <laughs> the Viper. The Texas Viper. The Texas Viper. I, think I like it. I think we got we it. We got it. <laughs> the Texas Copperhead. Because <laughs> as you know, the more syllables, the better. Yeah. <laughs> the Texas Reticulated Python. <laughs> I mean, that's just too perfect to not use. Right? Ooh, I think that was an early Austin flipping somebody off. Yeah. We still got about 20 minutes on the recording, just so you're aware. Woo! So I think we'll get through this match and maybe the next one before we do a break. Man, that guy is such a heel. He's such been, a heel. I can't wait for him to fight the babyface champion that is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Is it a submission maneuver? <laughs> like, I guess technically it's technically, a submission. There are just some submissions that um, scream rest hold more than other rest hold scream submission. That makes sense. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was to us. I feel like he just said fuck you to us for saying all. Yeah. Oh, let's see. They got over cocky with it. And then you get your balls hurt on the rope. That's just how that happens. Up, oh, what are we gonna do? That was kind of anticlimactic, I have to say. Just a little. Well, he's gonna go for a pile driver, I guess. Come on, Austin, break! Oh, fuck. oh, Jesus! That's yeah. No, that's where I thought that was going. Is Austin gonna hit a power bomb of all things? I think that was the plan. Holy shit! So I'm guessing the plan from the from the outset. What the fuck? Hey guys, there's there's a match going on. Yeah, but we have a golden envelope for Jerry the King Lawler. I got a So I guess the plan all along was to do it that way, but that, that was very awkward because I've never seen Austin try and do a powerbomb. Yeah. Uh-oh. I will say that was a very nice moonsault for no bounce off the ropes. Yeah. Good job, Mark Marrow. You be bad. You be so bad. So bad. <sighs> man, Mark Marrow's a wild man. 
It's so wild we're not even paying attention to his match. We're talking about the goddamn note that uh, Jerry Lawler just got passed from Goldust. Also, there's no way he's 295. They just said Mark Merrow was 295? In his entrance thing. Really? I'm pretty sure I read that right. That can't be right. I know. That's what I was saying. Thirty-five, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Because as a reference again, McFoley was a two eighty, and he's not McFoley. Out of nowhere, he almost went for the RKO. I like. I don't know this for sure. And by the way, this is not a half bad match. But Austin can't oh. lose this match after just winning the King of the Rain. Right? <laughs> like, as high as fucking Vince was, there we go. There it is. There's the stunner that people still don't know how to take yet. There we are. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Careful, Sable. He might stun you. I'm sure she'll become stunned at some point. It's entirely possible. I don't remember. But he did stun a lot of people. I mean, he is stunning. That won't have any repercussions for your back later on, Austin. Nope. Oh, speaking of repercussions for a back, have you heard the news about Randy Orton? That he's probably not going to wrestle again? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same way he applied to Bobby Roode. Really? Yeah, he had a, a second fusion of his spine or Ooh. back or something. Neck. It's definitely a fusion surgery in the spinal column. Yeah. And like, yeah, just not good. We'll see what the next thing is after this because we got about 47 recorded. So I don't want to like cat stop in the middle of the match. So... If it's something that seems like it'll be relatively quick, we'll watch it. If not, we'll, you know, start and stop. Apparently on Raw, smoking guns. Gonna take on, ugh, gonna take on Michaels and Ahmed Johnson. Why is that not the main event? Right. Hey, look, it's, it's gold dust. Oh, look at that, it's gold dust. So you guys couldn't have delivered the letter, like, now instead of in the middle of another match? No. Like, you were literally coming out, like, two minutes after this.
Oh, it's a match against the Undertaker. Oh. Oh, is it is it a casket match? Oh no, the casket match was on one of the. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I do remember us watching the casket match. Careful, everybody! Mankind is in the building. He just beat a hog farmer. I mean, you still got the entrance. Yeah. So, like... I'd figure, just with the amount of time we have left on the recording, let's just get the entrances over. Then right, we'll, and then... We'll pause yeah, and that makes sense. Come back. Oh man, all the gold. So many Canadians have no idea what to do with that much gold. Really weird. I don't know why this just occurred to me. It's very odd that both pay-per-views for this month, main event was a six-man tag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, please put your lighters away. It's a fire hazard. What do you do? Pull out a magical phone? <laughs> I was going to say, so many Bray Wyatt fans in the crowd already. Very odd that they've been saying so long. It's the only thing we have that lights up. I, like, it really is interesting that it, it, it organically evolved that way. Because, like, I feel like even today, if the Undertaker comes out, you have to use your phone. Yeah, you do. Because no one cares lighters anymore. But back then, everybody had a fucking lighter. Yep, everyone. Except me. I don't mean to brag, but I was one of those rare four-year-olds that didn't. La-dee-da. <laughs> Listen, just because I enjoyed a good puff every once in a while, <laughs> doesn't mean... Oh. Careful, Undertaker. Mankind is in the building. And that guy's crazy. Also, for some reason, I saw Paul Bear talking to him. Probably nothing, though. Probably nothing.
one time the like there has to be a house show where the referee like on purpose dropped it, dropped the urn. Yeah, because they did all sorts of wacky shit back then. So I'm sure sometime the referee's just like, oh no. All right, so we're done with the entrances. We're going to hit the uh, pause button, and we'll be right back with the next part of the pay-per-view. Hey, everybody. It's Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm just hopping in here on the break to tell you about one of the other podcasts on the Chaos is Everywhere feed. This week, we're talking about Chaos, the Final Frontier. Chaos Final Frontier is your one-stop shop for watch-longs of sci-fi greats. Star Trek is our bread and butter, but we are expanding to hit anything sci-fi with Chaos Final Frontier, and that is every Monday. And for your convenience, it is clearly labeled so you know what you're getting into before you dive right in. So check out Chaos the Final Frontier, and we'll see you soon, everybody. Okay, and we're back, and in no way have we taken a nice 12-hour break in between these two recordings. It's all one seamless thing. So, uh, a little more than that. I wasn't actually counting the hours. Uh, I just know it was nighttime when we recorded. Yeah, it's probably closer to like 15 to 16 hours. Well, anyway, we're at 52.04, just where we left off, about ready to do The Undertaker versus Goldust, and we're going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. play. One second. Alright. Alright, so it should be good. So, right off the bat, I will say one correction that I looked up in between now and uh, when we last recorded. There were two no-shows. Jake Roberts was not supposed to be the main event. He was actually supposed to fight Mankind. Um, I didn't actually see the reason why he wasn't there, but the storyline reason they gave was Jerry Lawler on commentary talking about how he fell off the wagon, which leads to their whole thing where, you know, Jerry Lawler was calling him drunk and stuff because it's still the PG era, so we can't actually talk what Jake really did. I mean, alcohol didn't help, but it wasn't his main thing that was the problem. So, uh, yeah. But there we go. Then we've got Gold Dust, the son of a plumber. I know. We've got Spot, who won't shut the fuck up. Spiz is a very talkative cat, and I don't talk out loud very often when it's just myself, so when he hears me talking, he thinks it means it's time for him to make noise, too. Come on, Dustin. You can do this. I mean, Goldust. He told you he wasn't done yet. Well, in a month, that's all you're going to get, because Scruffy's going to be in a new home, so... No, it's just... Not that he really gives you much kisses, anyway. Yeah, no. Uh. I really think this would have, like, and Mick Foley's talked about it too, this really would have been an interesting storyline if they had gone farther with the Goldust-Mankind relationship. Yeah. That would have been cool. I think that would have been good. I think it was just, it was too, like, creepy, or, um, maybe, no, creepy, 
because they were trying to be creepy. Yeah. Mankind would call Goldust Mommy. And one of the things that they would do at like house shows is he would just go around looking for things to give Goldust as a gift. That's funny. Like just whatever was backstage. And I feel like there's a lot you could do with that, but I don't think WF in any way was ready for yeah. that kind of story. It just, it really does sound entertaining, though. Yeah. But it really does kind of just fizzle out. I think this is the last pay-per-view appearance where they kind of interlock in any kind of way. Yeah. Not to give anything away in particular. Oh, God. He hit me so hard. I wasn't expecting him to punch me. Those guys would be respectful and not trying to grab that Molina. Yeah. They're trying to grab a gold dust. And that's kind of surprising. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that from 90s fans. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's douchebags in every era, so that stands the reason there are non douchebags in every era. trying to get the Undertaker to make a mistake. Play mind games. That should work against the Undertaker. <laughs> Just Goldus like did a face plant off an uppercut. This is an interesting way to sell an uppercut. Uh oh. Ow. Oh, God. Oh, that was a nice hit. Landing on a thing. By the way, we're at 56, 51, 52, 53. I had a bit of a weird pause moment at the beginning, so if you want mm. to be exactly sunk up, that'd be a good place to do it. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's it, it's a small thing, but it's just really interesting. That, for a second there, you got to see the hard camera position in the crowd. Also, Undertaker's been a murder Molina, so that's interesting. I don't think he is. I mean, he does have morals, question mark? Question mark. He is a zombie, so I don't know how many morals he has. Uh, okay, I guess he's just not going to murder a woman, so... Goldust doing an awful lot of begging for a face. <laughs> Wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, what's that face doing? I mean... What the fuck? I guess the... They tied the knot really yeah. tight. 
I wouldn't, like, assume that I'm good enough with a knot with my teeth to be able to untie it during the match. Right? There we go. We got it. We got it. Kind of. I think it's just a matter of pulling it off at this point. Yeah. Dustin now looks really big because of what he wrestles, but even now in this era, he looks, he's about the same size as Eric, he looks about yeah. the same size, which is kind of ridiculous. Oh yeah, Adam. Nice poke to the eye. I was gonna say I don't know if um, he meant it to look that way, but those knees ended up looking like he was humping. I mean, paper, which would be it right works. Brand. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he had the thought process, or that's just how he decided to throw the knees in that damn suit. Yeah, I think that's more likely what it was. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if we're gonna see it in this match. We might because it's gonna be a longer match. Yeah. There are matches where he unzips that suit because it doesn't breathe, and you can literally see the steam come out of it. It's... <laughs> I don't know how you didn't die of, like, dehydration at some points. Oh, he's... Undertaker's doing present school. Oh, there it is. Primary school, if you will. Or primary, that's what they yeah. call it, yeah. Actually, and then... Uh, daycare is when he did the walk on the ropes to Dan Elbow, because he did that like for like three matches yeah. in the early 90s. Oh, Goldestine had a man there, but no, he sits up just like that one guy from that movie, Jason Voorhees. Oh god. He's one scary zombie. That is a really impressive thing that I think, because Undertaker did it for so many years, I don't think anybody else except the Kane can land on their feet like that. Yeah. It's also just because you never, you never saw him really land on his feet and then like kind of lose his balance for a second. He was always like right there. It was always just like planted. Yeah. Well, I mean... Clearly, from all his years as a gymnast, paying off. Oh, that's what he did. <laughs> I thought he was like in the basketball or something. No, no. I, I don't know if you ever heard this. Did you ever hear um, when the when Jim Ross came into the WWF like originally in like '94? What the Undertaker's reaction was? He wasn't happy because he knew Jim Ross was the kind of announcer that liked to build off of guys like collegiate stuff. Mm. So he's like, if that motherfucker talks about my basketball record, <laughs> That would have been pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh. I mean, as, as, as Dead Man Inc., yeah. that would have been fine, I, I guess. guess. Yeah, but, like, right now, though, that would have been so weird. Or in 93, yeah, even weirder. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine JR ever, like... I mean, obviously he didn't. No. 
basically he was afraid that he was going to Undertaker was afraid he was going to call his match like JR would call the Steiner's matches because like he would constantly bring up the Steiner's like college record but for their character that fucking works yeah so uh oh smash I had Paul Bear try to jump in there like Marlena did So yeah, we're, I guess we're just going to re-watch that. So, we're, like, either, I think it's the next time we do the pay-per-view, it's going to be SummerSlam. And we've already watched the main event of SummerSlam for one of our Vader episodes. So I guess what we'll do is just re-watch that match in context of the whole show. Because it feels weird to cut out the one match and do the whole show when we do the pay-per-view, you know, comparison. But that's... I don't know exactly when we're coming back to wrestling pay-per-views. It might be a month, it might be six months, you know, depends on our moods, basically. Vancouver, British... I don't know what the C's doing for Cat. British cat. Thank you. Very helpful. Is the rest in peace chant supposed to help the Undertaker or hurt his opponent? Both? Because I feel like you're telling the Undertaker that, no, you can just stay dead, Undertaker. Yeah. We don't need you. You've done enough. Yeah, you're fine. You've done enough. You've had a good long career at this point. You can just hang it up. It's only been like four years. I know. It's a good long career. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Undertaker didn't, uh, lost the body slam, so he went for the most dangerous move in all wrestling. Small nope. Package. Wrong. Most electrifying. Oh, the most electrifying. The most electrifying move in sports entertainment today. That's right. The most dangerous is the roll. Yeah. Most electrifying schoolboy. Well, I mean, oh look, he went back to the tombstone. Good for him. Oh, oh, he's got it. Yeah, that is impressive. Impressive that Goldust will take it. Impressive the Undertaker can do it. Yeah, I mean, Goldust can take a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. I mean, did you see that stupid fucking trailer match in WCW? Oh, yes, actually. I did. <laughs> oh my, oh god. my god! It's me. My god, that's Kane. That's gotta be Kane! Oh wait, never mind. My, my, my bad. That's that's no, that's that's on me. So yeah, the way that they did that was actually really cool. So we saw mankind leave. We saw him run away, right? So yeah. what he did was he ducked to the side, and when it went dark for the Undertaker's entrance, that's when he ran back and got in. That's the room. cool. Yeah. I th I think because no, maybe Taker. Yeah, because Kevin Nash is gone, so Taker did that first, because this is like the second time this has been done where someone's been dragged into the way. Yeah. Why the fuck won't these Canadians pay their power bill? No. Just Howard Finkel in the back with like the dimmer switch. So 
yeah, technically take her one by disqualification in that match. Right. Well, I hope I didn't hurt him. Uh-huh. I just meant to end his life. I feel like continuity makes me want that to be a green smoke to go back to 1994. Right. Anybody listen to that episode that I did with DJ Man? They gotta put that ring back together for a six man tag. Right? Come on, man. Careful, don't step in the hole. Yes. I will say that as far as hardcore matches go, the one that they're leading to beats the uh, Nasty Boys in Public Enemy. <laughs> it's not even really a contest. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it beats a lot, if we're being honest. That was, that was really good. <laughs> Why is Ahmed wearing a random necklace? I don't know. <laughs> That Vader's going to win all the gold at SummerSlam. Just all of it. He's, all of it. In no way is it going to basically end his American wrestling career. Nope. Not at all. Oh, Canada. The front row behind the announcers. So we're oh, going to be kids and we're gonna touch the crowns. That was actually really funny. Yeah. Like, I, I like the jury. Like, I don't know if he didn't notice for a second. He did. He just decided not to sell it. No, he, he legit did not notice for a second. Oh. Now, I mean, that's a good now the cops your... over there. It's like, yeah. It's a good way to get yourself kicked out of the show, but it was a hilarious idea by that fan for the Burger King product. Absolutely. Hey, why are we spending so much time looking at the announcers? It's not like we have to repair the ring. <laughs> it's funny, nowadays they would just go to a promo. Or yeah. like a... Or a vignette or something. That's true. They, yeah, all they have is a SummerSlam one. Yeah. And they also had to set this Oh, they can go with this. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Makes sense. Yes. Ree! Ree! <laughs> God damn it. So we cut to the um, Undertaker and Mankind in a boiler room, and the camera, of course, goes out because it's 1996, and camera technology sucked back then. Yep. How many times, just out of curiosity, how many times do you think that was an actual problem, and how many times do you think they did it on purpose? In this era, I think it was always an actual problem. Okay. Like, when you want, we'll definitely do it. Have you done the boiler room, too? You might have already done the blood one too. So yeah, SummerSlam when we do that's gonna be a lot of rehashing for us because we've already oh, yeah. for a couple things. Yep. But yeah, when you watch the blood room, there is a lot of camera problems just because of the technology. I think later on they might have played around with it, but mm-hmm. no, back then you could tell just fuck ups. Especially for this, because they wanted the fight to go longer than like 
cover for the fucking Right, right. exactly. That makes sense. Oh, here we go. Now we're going to do a promo of catering. Coliseum home video. Man. Boy, does that bring back memories. So, yeah, we're going to take a break just because we want to get to the end of the show. I'll wait till after the promo package here is done, then we'll do that and come right back to finish it up. Oh, man. Did you get to watch Coliseum home video? Back in the day, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was how I really first... The, that was how I really, like, first, first got into wrestling, I would say. Like, we watched it from time to time a little bit, but when I first got into it, uh, there was an old video store. Yo, yeah, you guys remember those? Dating myself a little bit. There was this, obviously, you know. Yes. But there was a video store. It was the coolest fucking video store, because it was, like, smaller, but, like, in the middle of, like, there was, like, uh, the game section uh-huh. with, like, uh, like first like first PlayStation and stuff like that. Right. Again, dating myself a little bit. But um, in the middle of all that shit, there was, like, a little castle thingy. That you could, right. Like, a little play castle thing. And I was like, what the? F- that's so fucking cool. But, yeah, there was, like, um, uh, there was, like, a wrestling section. And it was actually, it was combined kind of with, like, the fighting section. Right. Like, with the first UFC and, like, all that stuff. Right. With, like, Shamrock versus Gracie. So, but, like, it was all back there. And, like, I, that, was, that was the first time I watched uh, WrestleMania 3 was a video from there. And, like, I watched a few other videos from there. And it was so great. And that's when my dad, like, my dad had old wrestling videos also. Uh-huh. Like, he had, the, he had, like, an old Best of SummerSlam type one where that was the first time I saw Undertaker versus Undertaker. Right. And it was the first time I saw... Uh, um, the Mountie and Big Boss Man. Oh, I love that match. Like that was the first time I ever saw that match. And then he had a bone. Uh, he had a video collection called like Bone Crushers. Yeah. That was like a WCW one. Right. Uh, that's where you saw the Chris Benoit stuff. No, like... th- this is way before that. Okay. This is like eighties. Oh. This okay. is where this is where I first saw the um, uh, like oh, man, sick. it was a whole, it was all tag team stuff. Right. So it was a bunch of... There was, like, a Legion of Doom in the, the scaffold match. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the first time I saw that match. With Jim Cornette. The yeah. He breaks his legs. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, there was uh, there was just a whole bunch. There was, like... They took a look at, like, different teams. Like, they took a look at, like, Legion of Doom. They took a look at, like, the Midnight Express. Right. Uh, Rock and Roll Express. And they showed, like, a bunch of bloody cage matches between all of them. It was... Oh, that Bone Crushers video was like one of the greatest wrestling things I've ever watched. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, oh, it was so fucking good, dude. Oh my god. If I could like if I could find that full video on like YouTube or something, I would right. or just in general, I would totally it's, make you watch it's it. It's gotta be out there somewhere. Cause I, I highly doubt you've ever seen it. Or no you might have, I don't know. I don't know how many wrestling videos you watched, especially that, WCW. Well that was what I was gonna say, like you had an actual video store. I had yeah. Places that sold pizza that had some videos that you could rent, like, in a fucking room. In the oh, okay. So, like, there were some wrestling tapes, but not a lot. Okay. Yeah, no, there, there, this was, this was a, I mean, I say section. I'm putting that kindly. Although, I will say, for, like, the amount of wrestling videos that were probably out at the time, they probably did have almost all of them. Right. Because it was, like, a, it was, like, a full, like, uh, like, shelf unit. Right. Of, like, I would yeah. say probably, like, six or seven, maybe eight shelves 
of like wrestling and like fighting. Right. But the fighting ones, there was probably only like four or five. So yeah. and all the rest of them were like wrestling. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. I would be lucky to have like two or three tapes, basically. Oh. Like, okay. The whole like back room where I get the stuff out of. Oh no! There was definitely a hell of a lot more than that. No, luckily I had my own library at home, but it was mostly <laughs> WBF. Uh, Alright, so... I'm uh, trying to decide if I want... Eh, let's not do the entrances, but just pause it and come back. We're in the middle of the interview, but we'll come right back to this. Oh, it just ended, so that'll work. Hey everybody, it's Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm here to tell you about another podcast in the Chaos Family Podcast. This time we're doing Chaos of Ringside. Chaos of Ringside is a every other week discussion of current wrestling events. We cover mostly AEW and ROH, at least those are our deep dives. But if there's big news in the world of wrestling, whether it be WWE, AAA, New Japan, or Impact, we will cover it and we'll give you our opinion. We also do prediction shows for major pay-per-view events. So come and join us, and uh, we'll tell you all about the wonderful weird world of wrestling. See you soon, everybody. Okay, and we're back for the conclusion of In Your House International Incident. Um, we are just up before the beginning of the main events. It is 1 hour 14.53, and you're going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. So, yeah, um, I did look it up. The, uh, basically, it's pretty straightforward. Right after the King of the Rain, Ultimate Warrior just no called, no showed a bunch of different like live event dates. Yeah. Uh, the excuse that was given apparently was that his father had died. But if you watch the Dark Side of the Rain, Jim Ross like this is a guy that's never talked about his father, wasn't talking to his father, had nothing to do with his father, but he was just using his excuse basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring did a really good episode on The Warrior, if you want to know more about it. But that's basically it. He got fired, and so they brought back in Sid, who was done with softball for the year, I guess. That's a joke if you know what Sid was up to. And, yeah, Sid and Ahmed Johnson. Oh, look at that. It was so... They loved him so much, the guardrail collapsed. That's... It's actually pretty... Pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um... So, are you ready for the awesome creative of the team name for Ahmed Johnson, Sid, and Shawn Michaels? Yep. So it's Camp Cornette versus the People's Posse. I like it. <laughs> oh my god. Nothing I love more than a People's Posse. I mean, it's bad, like, we have the NWO on one, on one channel, we have the People's Posse on the other. Which one would you prefer? The People's Posse. Clearly, we Sorry. made the right decision. Also, I just realized, yeah, it was only like a half hour long, and the reason why it was only a half hour long is they're like highlights of the matches. Uh, they're, not, they're not each like a full match. That would make sense, because those matches were, were good, but they were also longer. Yeah. Like, I bet a younger you would have been like, why is this taking so long? But if you see the highlights of like Jim Cornette almost dying and yeah. different oh, shit. Yeah, so good. Like, the first match they showed was... Uh, Rock and Roll Express taking on Ivan and Nikita Koloff in a steel cage. Oh, that would be good. Pretty sick. Also, weird that Shawn Michaels came out first for his team. Yeah. Like, I guess I kind of get Sid coming out last because he's like the return. Um. Oh. Another steel cage match. 
Oh, that would be good as well. I don't know why you whispered it. Because you don't want anybody yeah, compare this match to this. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop doing this because I'm going to make you watch this after. Okay. It's on the great, never a problem website called Daily Motion. By the way, Ahmed Johnson clearly is getting money off of that uh, poncho. That's uh, probably a t-shirt you could have bought back then. Yep. So... I was wrong. I am right about the Jose and fucking Jim Cornette thing becoming a match. It doesn't happen here. It probably is SummerSlam as well. Um, what this buildup was, was actually that Jim Cornette was so confident that his team was going to win that if his team lost, he was going to repay everybody that bought the pay-per-view. Give them oh. the money back. <laughs> well. So, that was part of the reason he was very upset when Sid showed up. Yeah. Man, what a guy that's there. So much wasted potential in Sid. Like, especially in this era, the crowd was behind him, but he just couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, he just wanted a paycheck for the most part. Yeah, I get that. I mean, just a paycheck? Because I feel like the if you want, like, the biggest paycheck possible, you really, like get in it, you know what I mean? As far as I can tell, it was just a paycheck, because, like, I've read that he was actually annoyed to be champion. He hated carrying around the world title. Really? Yeah. And not to mention the fact that the joke I made, he really would, like, fake injuries so that he could play softball. Like, that's what he would prefer to do than be on the road doing wrestling and getting paid. He just, nah, I mean, yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. No, it's just, it was what it was. He, like, he, that's the amount of effort he wanted to put into it. I'm not saying he was that great, but with his size, the fact that the crowd was behind him. Yeah. And he, the ability he did have, he could have been much a bigger player. Absolutely. Oh, man. Sid's my best bodyguard. There's never been another bodyguard <laughs> I trust more than Sid. Yep. Ain't that the truth. I actually don't know how long Sid was off TV. It was a couple months, but I, like, I'm trying to remember what the last thing he was doing. I think he was the uh, part of the Million Dollar Corporation last time we saw him. Oh, uh, maybe. So it's Owen versus Sean, Bulldog versus Ahmed, and Vader versus Sid. I love it. Yeah, it's just like Boy Meets World. Uh, there's a, I, this never happened, but there's a line that I always remember from Boy Meets World where the first time Vader guest starred, he came into the, came into the trailer, and he's like told Corey he was gonna like do something to him, like hurt him. And he's like, and Corey's like, that's what you said to Sid, Psycho Sid, right before he powerbombed him through the map. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh. By the way, check out the archive. I have watched the Vader episodes of Women's World. You can go back and look those up. We have a whole Vader back catalog, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Man, like the future of WWF is safe. Look at all the people in there that are 
You got Ahmed, who's going to be there for years, and Psycho Sid, who's not going to play softball, and Vader, who's definitely the new monster heel. Like, when you really look at that group, though, realistically, obviously a lot of bad things happened in there, in that ring. very much so. But, like, if all those, obviously it's a big F, but if all those really, really bad things didn't happen to all those people, like, that ring is, like, filled with talent. If you're looking at it like from... Like, all joking aside. <laughs> if you're looking at it from a July 1996 perspective, there's no reason that this shouldn't be the thing yeah. for at least until 2000. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, clearly did not for many reasons. Right, yeah. But you're not... Like, like holy shiitake mushrooms. Like, seriously, though. Like, I'm sure, like, at the time, they must... Like, people must have been seeing this. Like, oh, shit, yeah. Oh, this is the future. Yeah. And Vader. And, and Vader. Yeah, Vader, at this point, they've already kind of screwed up, and I never thought about it before, but, like, listening to Mick Foley talk about Vader, it like, it was really disheartening to see them have Vader run away from people. It's like, no, that's not Vader. That's not yeah, what that's he should have been doing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I never thought about it, but you're right, he did spend a lot of his time. He ran away from Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, at one it's point. dumb. Oh, here we go. Shawn Michaels versus Vader. I feel like that would have been a good point for you to oversell for him, Sean. Right? You're really good at that. I feel like that would have been a... I don't know. Although at this point, I don't know. I don't know if they have a problem yet. I think the problem really comes to a head at SummerSlam. Yeah. So they might still be on good terms. But with this era of Sean, too, you don't, you never know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, obviously. It's sad that he got that many punches in. <laughs> don't mess with Vader's mask. Only he can do that. Yeah. Like, see, like right there, like this is way too much offense for Sean, his size, to actually get on Vader this quickly. Yeah. Like a Hurricane Rada this early in the match. I do like the 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 great repairs they did on the mat was just to put duct tape on the holes. Yeah, no, I think if... Uh, no, that's the monster taken care of. Pretty much. I was going to say, I think if you had, like, 94 Vader, like, we should be afraid for Shawn Michaels' life at this point. Yeah. And we're not. To be fair, I don't know if, like, 90, like, 94 Vader could, like, work in WWF safely. That's fair. I mean, if Mick was there. But it's because Mick was also crazy. You might accidentally, like, someone. <laughs> I forget who it was, but there was a, guy, a kid that he powerbombed and he almost legitimately paralyzed him. 
And like the story that uh, Mick told is like he felt so bad he's at the hospital, he just felt so horrible. But it's like that's just who he was. It's like, oh, because he's that's the thing about wrestling the meaner you are, the usually the nicer a person you are. Yeah, except for well, Cactus Jack was pretty mean, so I'm gonna say, except nice guy, he doesn't like no. He's a nice guy except for the fact that he just really likes to hurt you. He's a nice guy except for he's trained in Japan where basically you punch for real. Yeah. <laughs> Did that help, Owen? Good thing you guys are using video game logic or you might be a little overwhelmed with numbers. I like I like how Sean was celebrating like he did something. Right? You, you had no part of that, Sean. <laughs> it's just a chest bump me, chest bump me. And I will say, Sean and Sid are like really, 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 really buddy, buddy. Right. And then Ahmed is just kind of there. Yeah. No. Okay, here... Here it comes. Ahmed versus Owen, what we all thought was going to happen. Oh! That was not a good German. They, that was also, that's not, also a, not a good German. That's... Yep, they're he, not Germans. Nope, he just threw them on his shoulder three those times. Those are not German suplexes. Those are like... Those are... Not cr- full... Back-to-back... Back, belly... I don't... Those I don't, are close to just like a... Like, like side, wrestling throws, Yeah, exactly. Instead of a, but they weren't fully... Like, if he was going to do that, that's what he should have done. Yeah. Because he obviously wasn't doing Germans. Yeah, he wasn't rotating to where he gets to his belly, but he also wasn't getting him on the back of his neck either. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that was one of those where they were just like, no, I can totally do a German. I do them all the time, guys, believe me. That's a right, we don't even need to watch to see if he does it. That was a decent spine buster, so. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, my dude can do power moves. Well, the match is over. That's his finish. Pearl oh. over plunge. I feel like, oh, what the fuck were they doing with Vader? Like, Vader should not be breaking up pins. Owen is the quick, like, one. He should be in there doing that. Oh, let's see if, let's see if Vader gets his legs under him here. Part of me thinks that what it was was Vader trying to acclimate to WWF. Yeah, yeah. So he was being asked to do things and didn't feel right saying no. I can, I can totally believe that. Like, I 100% can understand that. Ow. Uh, I feel like, yeah, he's just... I'm just punching Vader in the face for real because that's how you get Vader's respect. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Road Dog was the one, I think it was Vader that he said that about, where he's like, um, he was getting, like, roughed up by Vader every night, and he called his brother, like, hey, um, Brad, he's like, hey, uh, Brad, what the fuck can I do? Vader keeps punching me, and he, Brad told him, punch me in the face, Sarge, you can, and he did, and after that, him and Vader were just cool. 
I prefer to just have a conversation myself. Right? <laughs> Why are you arguing with Jim Cornette? You're the official. Oh. Oh. Oh my. Jesus. Okay. My boy can do power moves. Yeah. And Vince. Don't ask him to do a German. <laughs> and Vince loves power moves. He does. Reserve judgment for the end of this match, but I'm all, I'm just a little annoyed because we're building to Vader versus Michaels at SummerSlam, and so far Vader has put over everybody else Everyone pretty else. well, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't look like the monster you know that he threat that be. he should. Yeah. 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 I know one in the heel team really has so far. Yeah. Like I wouldn't call it a squash yet necessarily. But, like, it's almost been at that territory to yeah. start. Yeah. No, I would... You'd re I'd really... I mean, we're not, like, professionals, but I would assume you'd book this that the heels just kick the shit out of the faces. Yeah. Keep Sid on the apron because he does have the return, you know, mojo, and then get a hot tag to him, and that's when you turn it over. Right. Like, I definitely... Like, at the very, very least, Vader should have been beating the shit out of Sean at the beginning of the match. Yeah. At the very, very least. Oh, and use your cast! It's a built-in weapon! Or don't, or don't use your cast. That, <laughs> that was a good sell by Owen. Oh, here we go. Here's two big guys. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. That's what we like to see. All we like to see is go to the F. Yep. There you go. British Bulldog, you disgusting freak. And Sid, too, being able to hold himself up like that. Yeah. Nice elbow. Again, though, sneaky heel shit, not like big monster. Vader now crowd cheering. If you if you had to guess which one of these six by the time we get to WrestleMania 13 will be champion, would you guess it? You know, honestly, not my number one choice. But I would say out of these six, probably my number two or three choice. Yeah. Because obviously my number one choice would be Sean. Obviously. But then after that, after the out of the remaining, I would probably say yeah, probably Sid. Yeah. You know, if again without foreknowledge, I didn't think it'd be either Sid or Vader, maybe. Yeah. And then Ahmed might be like number four if like his intercontinental title go lane goes better than it actually does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't know what happened there. Sean got like yeah. confused of where he was in the ring for a second. Did a little bit of a spin. Made himself a bit dizzy, I think. I mean, heels are getting a little more offensive now. Yeah. I just, like I said, I think I would have started the match with them getting all this offense. Oh! That was odd. Why were you there, Vader? Because that was supposed to happen. I know. But he didn't, like, suddenly move himself to that position. Yeah. Maybe that was just not his size, though. Like, a smaller guy, he wouldn't have thought about it as much, but when Vader just sort of blocks out most of the screen as he walks to the middle. He was just kind of like, I think if he had been, like, maybe talking to Cornette or something, it would have been fine. Yeah, that, that would have worked out better. Look at that, the king of hearts. Uh, okay. It's, it's your favorite spot. Believe it without even... Not going to lie, speeches. that looks a hell of a lot more awkward than it does now. Well, at least they didn't go for the 50, like, near falls. It was just them rolling to get to the position. Yeah. Which might make more sense logically, if you think about it. Absolutely. Victory roll! I don't know. These two are being a little too flippy for my liking. <laughs> Who would expect Sean and Owen to be flippy, though? Yeah. God, can you imagine the feud this could have been? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Sir! I'm sure there are some house shows in this era that, like, people got to see. What the fuck was see. that? I have no idea. That was like a four count. It wasn't the end of the match. So. I know, but... But, like, you saw that, too, right? Yeah, no, that was good. legitimately a four count. It was like a one, two, they couldn't get up, and he kept counting. Three, four, and then they finally got up. Well, that, those are King Kong Bundy rules, basically. That just was weird. Yeah, but I bet there are house shows that people got to see Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart, and they were like, oh, why isn't this on TV? Nobody wants to see two really good wrestlers wrestle, okay? It's not interesting. That's fair. It's not two big men slapping me. I just heard um, a quote from Eric Bischoff calling Bret Hart boring as fuck. So you're, you're probably right. I don't agree with everything he says. I just I just thought it really funny. It was like his thought process is um, like five percent of the of wrestling audience cares about a five-star match and the other 95% want a story so that's why Bret Hart's a really good technical wrestler but boring as fuck and didn't make any money and I heard this on actually a clip from Jim Jim Cornette's podcast where he was ripping Bischoff a new asshole so you and Jim Cornette agree about something oh ripping him a new asshole about Bret Hart yeah okay see that's kind of surprising to me I would assume Cornette would, would agree with him no. I just think um, there's a Venn diagram where you two connect and I just don't think you like to admit it. It's okay. Man. I mean, if the agreement is literally just Bret Hart, then okay. <laughs> I can deal with that. Oh, oh wow, he doesn't he doesn't have a shit take about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh, good job. <laughs> Guess what? He has a shit take about almost every single other one. Oh... Uh. 
like, serious. In all seriousness, though, like, oh wow, he, like he has an okay take about a wrestler of the past. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Come see me when he has a good take about like a current wrestler. I mean, he thinks Kenny Omega's a piece of shit. So that's right. That's my point. Yeah, right. He has a good take on Kenny Omega. Uh, <laughs> Which is why Don Callis portrayed him. Uh, I'm really excited for tomorrow night. Yeah. I, I can't wait to... Well, when people listen to this tonight, tonight I can't yeah. wait to see what happens. Yeah. I really... Oh, man. I really want to catch you to follow suit with Don. I hope I'm being the elite. They like... Because, like, I don't think you could do this seriously on the actual TV show. But on being the elites, Kenny should, like, burn the portrait that Don gave him. That would be funny. I can tell you that's not what happened yet. Okay. Because I watched being the elite for what happened right after. And it wasn't really anything joking. Oh, okay. Kenny was just, like, really pissed. Beat the sh- beat to shit. Like, his back all bloody and everything. Right. And, like, he's just sitting there. And Matt kind of jokingly gives him a piece of pumpkin pie. Because <laughs> the week before, Kenny was told... It, you have to watch all of it. But basically, Kenny was told that Matt's been lying to him. And and they were like, yeah, he didn't tell you that there was pumpkin pie. And he's like, what? what? You know how much I love pumpkin pie. He knows how much I love pumpkin pie. And then Matt was in there, and he's like, I got a phone to pick with you. And it was the whole thing. So Matt finally tries to give him a piece of pumpkin pie to make uh-huh. him feel better. And Kenny just looks at it and starts stabbing it with his plastic fork and breaks the fork and everything. It's really good. Like, I'm telling you, man, I know it's a lot to do for you, but if you could watch Being the Elite regularly, oh, it's so good. I, I'll, I keep thinking about it, but it always gets pushed back. Like, I just realized that... It's not that long. Well, I just realized the other day that because I listen to Jarrett's and Foley's podcast pretty much every week, that's an extra five hours of wrestling content right there, along with all the wrestling See, I watch. You're, you're choosing to listen to longer shit, though. Yeah, that's fair. Like, this is literally, like, what, 15, 20 minutes max? Yeah. I think they're, like, 15 minutes, something like that. I will make an effort to watch like, more They're so movies. short. By the way, we um, ju- we should comment on the guy that tried to get his free high fives and uh, t-shirts in the back right there. <laughs> I don't even know what his plan was. Like, he was trying to climb up over the top rope. Yeah. And before he even got that far, Bulldog and Ahmed were there to kick his ass. Yeah. Like, do you think he was going to go for a springboard? Is that what the plan? I hope so. It was just a really, really young AJ Styles, and he was about to go for a phenomenal forearm. He just got caught. Vader has uh, Braun, Braun Strowman's old finisher on. God. For, like, a long-ass time. Yep. Well, he needs a break. Uh. Ooh, excuse me. Here we go. Jesus, okay. Fuck you, Vader. Yep. Like, he's... This is when he should be getting his heat for his match, and he literally spent most of it with a rest hold. Yeah. And getting the shit kicked out of him. Yep. Like, I would argue that out of the three of them, he's gotten the least amount of offense in. Yeah.
It's absolutely insane. I don't it it like it's beating a dead horse. It's just it's sad because I really do like Vader as a wrestler, and there's just so much more potential. Like a, a Vader versus Shawn Michaels match, where Vader can put Shawn in like danger is so compelling because of the way Shawn sells everything anyway. Yeah. Like there's just so much that could have been told there. Oh, that was that was a nice move by Bulldog. Sean went for a crucifix and Bulldog just sort of dropped down and almost a small drop. It was really cool. So apparently, just to give you a heads up, yes. not related to wrestling apparently, but related to where we live, just to give you an idea, apparently from between Wednesday night and Thursday it's supposed to dip into the 20s? Jesus Christ. Somehow. I already put my air conditioner in, damn it. Even like, though Wednesday is going to be 54 and Thursday is going to be 66, uh, apparently somewhere between that at night it's supposed to get really low. Oh, boy. I don't understand how, but okay. Well, guess I'm going to be cold. Spot, you're going to sleep up there. When it's cold, he sleeps up on top of the dresser there. Smart. That's just really... I just I just read it. It's it's like a warning thing on, weather, on my weather channel app. Jesus. I just don't understand how. Because Jesus is sad. Yeah. So am I. It takes away the warmth. Very intriguing. Oh, match is over. Yeah, here it comes. Power slam. Alright, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I just love how Sid had to bounce off the ropes and do it instead of just like doing a quick boot. And then I guess him running past Hebner is what broke the count. I guess. Oh man, this is just. Heather's like, listen, I've already counted four once, so I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. I would say, like... Storyline-wise... This is so, like... And action, I would say the six-man for fucking Bash of the Beach is oh, better. Oh, infinitely better. Infinitely better. Holy shit, this is bad. Did you see Vader just wait before coming into the ring after he got tagged? Yeah, I don't... Oh, good, all three of them. It's not like one of you is 400 pounds and should just be able to murder Literally just stood there and waited, watching Sean for the right moment. Because it was so off-timed. Oh, here we go. Here's the cast. Oh, nope, no. it was a dropkick. Should have used the cast. What oh. cast? Oh, right. Never mind. I mean, I guess that would technically be supposed to end the match if you use the cast. And yeah. Dropkick just gives Sean a chance for a hot tag. So, so they're going to try this again. Hopefully they do it right this time, I guess, the idea. This is literally what just happened. Whew, it's the hot tag. Hottest of hot tags. Jesus Christ. Vader, you should have shown some urgency. This one was a little better, but not much. Yeah, he had no... Like, he was letting Sid get in. Yeah, I know. That was a really good choke slam. Vader got up for that. Good yeah. for him. Oh, my God. Owen gave a good one. Well, obviously. I know, but... Even... Eh? <laughs> I love how good, good... Yeah. I mean, his knee was involved for some reason. Yeah. I mean, the way you guys have been handling Vader, I don't think you need it on that job to tell. Nope. 
rocket launcher. That was a fuck you going right there. That's his old finish. Yep. Okay. And the 400 pound monster heel needed a weapon. Yep. Not even two handed, just one handed. I'll, I will give it to him because the fucking uh, tennis racket is famously, you know, loaded. Yeah. This is just bad baby facing. Like, why would you, like, set up your super kick in the corner of Jim Cornette? Right? such a kernel of what could have been a at least decent match here and just and that's literally all they did to build Vader right there is that he beat he became the world the champion yeah after, that was it after like cheating five times and not dominating in any real way like got like like I said got his ass beat most of the match like he was definitely like did the least amount of offense yeah. out of everyone in the match. I like, like I said earlier with the McFoy thing, for whatever reason, they weren't booking him as a monster heel. They were just booking him as a shit heel that would like run away. Yeah. Like that's how like an MJF should win a match like that is like running away and then at the last minute like getting a sneaky you know win, not a Vader. <laughs> I'm gonna call that a knee because it was not a big boot. I just... Oh, fuck. This guy just... This is not happening. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no way that's happening. And again, the monster heel on his heels... Where are the other two? They're taking their time. This was just really... There's a really good story that could have been told there. Yep. I don't know. Like I said, when we get to SummerSlam, we've already done several of those matches, but we will rewatch them in in context of the show. But uh, that'll be whenever we get back to pay-per-views. See how SummerSlam stacks up. It has a good chance with the Boiler Room Brawl match, at least, to stack up pretty good to whatever WCW does next, but we'll see. I believe, actually, I might be wrong about this, but that might be the first Road Wild. That might be another month or so, but it's really close to this era where they go and do that outshore show with, like, all the fucking bikers, Mm -hmm. which, if nothing else, is just visually really cool to look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah, building up that match that we're really all waiting for. Jose versus Cornette. Oh, God. This was just rough. Yeah. So, I Way would... rough than how you be. I would say this is the first time that WCW is the clear winner, not just in the other card, but in the main yep. event. Absolutely. So, which kind of fits with the theme of the Attitude Era starting. Yeah. In the first little while. Absolutely. 
Alright, so uh, next Wednesday will be KS Ringside, where we'll keep you up to date with everything that happens in AEW and ROH coming up the next week. We are really excited to see what happens after the big cage match and all that stuff. Um, I have some ideas for the next cast everywhere, but I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. I have an idea for a movie, but I'm a, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, I want to wait and save that one for when it's all three of us. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I think it'll probably end up being a movie of some kind, though, because there's a couple that I've seen. I'm like, oh, we could do that. So, but we'll check that out. And then, what is Monday? Oh, Monday is Chaos Fall Frontier Voyager. The episode is Tuvix. And I'm not going to say any more, but if you know who Tuvix is, you know what this episode is, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So please check all that out. Thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Chaos Pod Show. And you can also um, write the show at chaospodshow at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or comments. Uh, but that's about it. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Do say!